yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness, rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. Now, I have given up everything else which I knew to be the only way to really know Christ. I haven't learned all I should, but I keep working toward that day when I will finally be all that Christ saved me for and wants me to be. 2019, knowing him more, knowing me. And now, our senior pastor, Reverend Gilbert Osei. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for all the things that you do. Thank you for all you have done. Thank you for all you are doing. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, let the saints respond, amen. amen. Before you take your seat, walk to two people. Just welcome them to our family gathering. Yes. Welcome somebody. Tell the person, welcome to our family gathering. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Kindly be seated. So the theme of the month is Thanksgiving, as your pastor, Pastor Josh, has given. So I want to go on that route today. The title of my message this evening is Stop Murmuring and Count Your Blessings. Stop murmuring and count your blessings. Hallelujah. Lift up your right hand after me. Say, Jesus, I thank you that I receive insight, revelation, knowledge. I am edified. Jesus is glorified. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hallelujah. So many a times in the church world, we are too particular about some sins. If we talk about sin, then we talk about sins that will make you miss rapture. Then we mention things like moral sins, um, which are um, fornication, adultery, lying, and moral sins are also sins even in religion that Jesus is not the Lord. It's a sin. But there is a sin that we neglect. And the sin of unthankfulness. There are some things we'll be looking at that even though they are heavier things, we don't seem to pay attention to them. So today we'll journey into God's word and learn what the scriptures teaches. Are you with me? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Okay, let's go to Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Philippians. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Can you help her with the microphone? Philippians chapter 4, the verse number 6. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Mm -hmm. Be careful for nothing. He says, be 
careful for nothing. But in everything, the word careful also means anxious. So be anxious for nothing. When you say be anxious for nothing, that's quite difficult for a human being to do. <laughs> Naturally, human beings tend to thrive on anxiety. It, it's unfortunate, but it lives as if we live by anxiety. A great man was asked, what is his motivation? And he said, fear. It's a fear of failure. <laughs> that is, his fear to fail is what motivates him to succeed. <laughs> That's interesting, right? So that means he, he succeeds because that he, he doesn't want to fail. And it's important you know this, write this in capital. No matter how successful you are, being afraid to succeed, you have just displeased God. No matter how successful you are, By being afraid to succeed, you have just displeased God. And you are living in sin. Because fear is a sin. Second Timothy chapter one verse seven. Second Timothy chapter one verse seven. Mm -hmm. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. But of power. But of what? Power. Of power. And of love. And of love. And of a sound mind. And of a sound mind. So what God has not given you if you are taking it. God has not given you fear. Fear is not of God. 366 times in the Bible, the Bible says, fear not. So fear can't be a tool of God. If fear is a tool of God, he won't tell you to fear not. Are you with me? Let's look at 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. Mm-hmm. There, there is no fear in love. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casted out fear. But what? Perfect, perfect love, love does what? Casted, casted out, out, fear. out fear. Because fear has torment. Because fear has what? Torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Is somebody with me? So there is no way you can call that a motivation and say that is what motivates you. Fear is not of God. But sadly, many people are living by fear and anxiety. The moment you hit a certain age, 
<laughs> will I marry? It looks as if everybody has pressed the panic button, the anxiety button. Sometimes it gets scary. And because of that anxiety and fear, we walk in ungratefulness. Because the moment you get married, within three months, they are watching your stomach. They will give you maximum six months. When you come to say they are watching. If it goes to two years, hey, they will start having dreams about you. Sister, I had a dream about you. And the Lord told me that there's a woman who has tied your womb. And unfortunately, Sometimes this anxiety or fear was transferred to us by our parents. They have lived in fear all their life. And they transfer it to you. They will call you. Hey, so how is your husband? Every time they are inquiring about you, putting unnecessary pressure and anxiety button on. I remember when I got married, we decided not to have a child till we are ready. Yet people thought we have a spiritual problem. <laughs> and then when we were ready, it delayed. We were not worried, but people around us were worried for us. It gets worse. When we had one child, I thought they would stop worrying me. They still have the nerves to still ask you. So when is the second one coming? <laughs> you know? So I'm telling you, what you, because of that, you can never be thankful. Because the moment you get this, they expect you to get something else. You just finish school. They won't wait for you to even thank God for seeing you through. Hey, so when are you working? When you start working, when are you buying a car? <laughs> when your car starts giving you, so uh, your car, would you buy a new one? <laughs> Every step of the way, men around us, family, are pressing the anxiety button. Few, sometimes you'll be surprised that there are people living in life, they have decided they don't want to marry. Yet somebody thinks something is wrong with them. There are certain things, whether you believe it or not, one day you come to understand that you can't achieve it till you are single. There are certain things, I'm telling you, that you will do better and easily achieve them when you have no responsibility. But it's unfortunate that we live in a system that if you are not married, something is wrong with you. If you are married and you're having problems, something is wrong. If you marry and your husband talks, something is okay. <laughs> your husband talks too much. You have to pray for him. If your husband don't talk, ah, why is your husband like that? Is he a ghost or what? So... Human beings will never stop giving you problems 
and causing fear. Even when there is no cause to be afraid, they will cause you to be afraid. Why is your husband not worried about you people not having a child? Are you sure he doesn't have a child somewhere? And sometimes you have been blessed with somebody who is not worrying you. But your parents don't understand why he is not worrying you. Tell somebody, stop murmuring. And count your blessings. We are going back uh, Philippians chapter 4, 6. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Mm-hmm. Be, thank, be careful for nothing. He says be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and but supplication. But in everything. By prayer and supplication. By prayer and supplication. Note this. He didn't say do not request. Read it. You just read. He said, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, supplication, with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Let what? Your Your request be known. So he didn't say, don't request. He did not say, don't request. But he says by prayer and supplication. What he said you shouldn't do was to be anxious. Meaning that we can pray, we can request without being anxious. Simply saying, you don't need anxiety to make your prayer work. So the first key I have to understand in prayer is not to be anxious. And sometimes what causes this anxiety is expectation. Sometimes you have created unnecessary expectation for yourself. It's either you are using somebody as a yastic. So you think, why should this person be here and I am here? And yet you forget that somebody is behind you. No, there are more people behind you. Is somebody following me? Let's look at Psalm 92, verse 1 and 2. Psalm 92, verse 1 and 2. Psalm 92, verse 1 and 2. Talk to me. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. He says what? It is a good thing to do what? To give thanks thanks unto unto the the Lord. Lord. And to sing praises unto thy name. And to sing praises unto his name. Almost high. Almost high. Verse 2. To show forth thy loving kindness in the morning. To show forth thy loving kindness in the morning. And thy faithfulness every night. And thy faithfulness every night. He's saying that every morning learn to be thankful to God. That the fact that you woke up, thank God. That the fact that you are able to go and sleep, thank God. 
Because there are people who started the day but never ended the day. So it is a good thing to thank the Lord. If you are going to look at your problems and look at the economy, I'm sorry to tell you, I don't know, but you are not the only person in the economy. It is a good thing to do what? Thank the Lord. Tell somebody it's a good thing to thank the Lord. Hallelujah. When we go to bed with complaints and worries of life, we don't see the reason to thank God. In fact, we don't even see the faithfulness of God. When you are filled with anxiety, you look at what you shouldn't look at. I'll come again to make it better for you. When you are filled with anxiety, there are things you should concentrate on and be grateful to God. You don't see that. But the things you should not concentrate on is what you concentrate on. I'll come again. Sometimes you are seeing your problem. So you are not seeing the number of things God has done in your life. So instead of looking at the things he has done to thank him, you are concentrating on what you are expecting. So you don't even see why you should thank him. Sometimes I take a journey to hospitals. And, sister, this hand you are able to collect any amount of food into your mouth. Don't deceive yourself that everybody can do that. I'm coming again. This your hand, you can lift it up anytime you want. It's a testimony, but you don't know. A family is praying that today, today, the day that our auntie will lift her hand, eh, the way we will bless God. But you have been lifting your hand all the time and you don't see any blessing in lifting your hand. But Pastor Chris said he, he went to a Muslim's funeral and he was shocked that... The lady who is bereaved asked that they bring a hymn book and they were singing, count your blessings and name them one by one. And he was saying, even though he is a Christian, they are, most of the time we concentrate on what we are going through now and we don't see what he has done. That if you are to count one by one, not to group them as a group, Sometimes the thing we do is that, we say, oh, I want to thank God for everything. Stop the everything. Because when you say everything, praise God for all the things, you don't see how valuable God has been. But if you are going to count them one by one, thank you, God, that I can breathe. Thank you, God, that I can walk. Thank you, God, that I have stomach, I can put food in. Somebody is feeding through the nose. Somebody. Somebody like you is feeding through the nose. Tube is what is feeding somebody. 
So you, you don't see why you should thank God for your mouth. No, 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 you don't see. You don't see. Why, what is it to thank God that I ate? They are not far away. There are people very close to us. As sweet as sugar is, they are banned from eating sugar if they want to live long. As sweet as meat, domido. Ha! They can never taste it. It doesn't matter how it tempts them. Their life is dependent on they not eating it. You know, I, I, some of us, my father said we are from the elephant family. Even if we drink water, we get fat. Says the elephant family. He said you, you are from the elephant family. The elephant lives in a bush, eats grass, and stores his fat. So it's not grass that matters. Some people, they can eat all manner of food. They don't gain one weight. They are still the same. They are not on diet. They can eat anything. Some of us are paying money. <laughs> if it's just paying money, you are also exercising. Oh! See somebody. No matter what, can't you broke out? You know, broke. They are still the same. Nothing. They can eat fufu, eat banku, eat whatever. They will even walk as if nothing has entered their stomach. That some of us have not eaten today, but it's as if I have pumped my stomach before I came. So sometimes you don't know or you don't take record of how kind God has been to you. And the lie of the enemy is that we generalize things. I thank God for my family. Hey, take your time. Thank God for each of your children. Because you, your children, you don't need to call them, they come home. Some people, their children come home once in a year. They have to be praying. They have to go to prayer meetings. A parent will tell you, I have not seen my son the whole of this year. We don't see how God is good to us. We don't see. We don't see because we generalize everything. Number two, it's because we are looking at what we are expecting. So we don't have time to pause. To thank God. For the people we have in our life. Somebody's only friend in life is a cat. As funny as it is, it's true. Some don't have friends. We don't even see our friends as a blessing. I'm telling you, there's somebody in this world that 24 hours will pass, no phone call, no text message. No amount of message comes to their phone. If we learn to come.
count our blessings and name them one by one, we will see what the Lord has done. And our hearts will be filled with gratitude. Our hearts will be filled with gratitude. Our God is a faithful God. Our God is a faithful God. There are many things we don't know the importance of giving thanks. There are so many things. There are so many things. That if you learn how to be grateful, instead of complaining, that in spite of situations in our life, there are still blessings in our lives we can count. In spite of the situation, you may have not gotten to where you want to be, but you are not where you used to be. You may have not gotten there, but you are not where you used to be. God has been kind. Another important note you should note is that what may be little in your eyes is somebody's testimony. What may be little in your eyes, where's your head? I don't know if you have had that feeling before. When somebody says, Charlie, I will surprise you. So you are waiting for the surprise. They brought the emblem of more, thousand Ghana. Ah. The surprise you were expecting. Maybe you were expecting 20,000. And then the person brought thousand Ghana. So, you know what I'm saying? Because what you are looking at, that is nothing. Somebody is lying somewhere praying that God, if you can get me 500 Ghana, what you see, what seems little in your eyes is somebody's breakthrough. It will give somebody sleepless night, thanking God throughout the night. Let me put it another way. What you have that you are not valuing, if somebody was in your shoes, this life that you think is a useless life, you don't even know why you are living. Somebody wish they have a quarter of the life you have. They will forever be grateful. But sadly, in our eyes, they look nothing. Sometimes when people are complaining, I get amazed at them. So I try, I try so much in life not to be ungrateful. Because some of us, some time ago, I used to sleep on a football field. So if the football field was my house, and today I complain the room is hot. <laughs> and today, I feel God has not blessed me enough because I expect to be living at Trasaku. It means that I am not placing value on how far he has brought me. 
Ungratefulness is not an attribute of a child of God. Ungratefulness is not an attribute of a child of God. What you are summarizing and giving God a general thanks, somebody doesn't have. So you just pause and give thanks. You have to pause. Don't make thanksgiving an occasion or an event. Let it be your lifestyle that all my life I will praise God. No. Let's take another scenario. The first time somebody gives you money, say, wow, oh, thank you, oh. You can call the person, test the person, you call, test, tell somebody else to thank the person for you. Second time, you only call to say thank you. Third time, you send a test. Have you seen the difference? The first time, it was thank you physically, thank you by phone, Thank you by test. Tell Adam, oh, Sister Adjua, can you call Prophet Gilbert and say thank you? First time, you're excited. Second time, you are getting used to it. In fact, you start looking at the, ah, but the first one, you gave me 1,000. Why are you still giving me 1,000? <laughs> I thought it would go to 2,000. You know, have you been there before? Stop behaving as if you have not done something before. So sometimes because the expectation was not really met, it reflects in the thanksgiving. Osel asked me, friends, if I send him a test, he should be okay. There's the other one. I did some and I realized it was stupid. Somebody gave me money and I started counting it. So the question is, you are counting the check. <laughs> Why are you counting? So that I so, so so honestly, I did some. So you know, <laughs> after I counted, I realized it was thousand three hundred. So I said, oh, maybe he wanted to give me thousand five. <laughs> so I had to call him. Say in case, oh. I received the money, but it was thousand three hundred. <laughs> we forget that it's a gift, and it has no price attached to it. But sometimes that's what ungratefulness can do to you. Some they will count it in front of you, even before they say thank you. Hey, sir, I should take it. Hey, let me see. Unfortunately, that's what ungratefulness does to us. That we, we lose count or we lose focus of appreciating God for the little, little things. Some things look odd, but people experience it. I met somebody said, nobody has ever given me 500 Ghana in my life. And I'm like, Really? It sounds odd to you. 
But somebody is living on this planet Earth. They've never experienced what you have experienced you don't value. You see, sometimes you learn to value things when you lose them. And that's the unfortunate thing. That we value people when they are not there. We value things we used to get for free when they are no more coming. Let's say it's, it's a sachet water. One bag of water. It's just water. If you are getting it for free, you will even be saying thank you. When the person who gives you to for free stops bringing it for free and you have to go and buy it, you remember, oh, Nana say, I do all my. So you will learn to appreciate things when they are no more there. Is somebody with me? Yeah. Have you ever asked yourself what is the most valuable thing in life? Have you ever paused a minute to ask that question? What is the most valuable thing in life. Because sometimes as Christians, we ignore the harsh realities of life. So we don't pause a minute to even ask, what is the most valuable thing in life? Upon all the prayer requests, desires, ambition, self-made things, have you ever sat down a minute to ask, what is the most valuable thing in life? First Timothy chapter 6 verse 7. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 7. Mm-hmm. For we brought nothing into this world. He says, for we brought nothing into this world. And it is setting we can carry nothing and out. And it is setting we can carry nothing out. Nothing out. <laughs> we brought nothing. See, unfortunately for our generation, because of how ridiculous the, prof- the prosperity gospel has gone, Sometimes it has overentered our head. So what are so important in life, we don't value them. Because every day you go, you make it. You are the next on the line. Even though you have one car, I see you having seven. Such things create ungratefulness. If you ask me, such things create greed. Because if you understand the value of life, you will know that there are some things or some messages is only in Africa you can preach them. Here a man of God left Africa to Norway to go and preach. Norway and Sweden is known to have little or no crime. The economy is good. Everybody is okay. Preacher man gets there. You will make it. This year you will get a visa. I said you are getting a visa. And everybody was looking at him. Anybody that is envying your house. 
You see, most of these messages have a limit. They are certain places geographically. It can't suffice them. Any gospel that is limited by geography is not the gospel. A message you can't preach everywhere is not the gospel. Because of the economy of Africa, Ghana. That's why we go to church to make money. We go to church to protect ourselves. We go to church. These reasons we go to church were not the reasons they went to church in the Bible. And I'm telling you, if you live in certain civilized countries, some prayer points you will never pray. Or oh, let me put it better. There are some people in certain places of the world, they have never prayed what we pray. Simple to take malaria. <laughs> you can't go and pray that prayer where? Because mosquitoes are not everywhere. You know, first time I went to America, I remember I saw an insect. Hey! I thought they had followed me from Ghana. <laughs> I didn't know they can't cross. To us, every insect is mosquito. That you can even imagine the bite. Sometimes when you see something, and you say, ah, it's in your head. It's in your head. To us, yeah, I went to America, and I thought mosquitoes were biting me. Then my friend said, Osofo, never. Even if they are spiritual, they can't come here. <laughs> continue. Verse 7, right? You did the 7, eh? Do verse 8. Verse 8. Mm -hmm. And having food and raiment. He says, and having food and raiment. And raiment. We Let are reading 1 Timothy 6, 7 and 8. He says, and having food and raiment. Let us be th there with content. Let us be there with content. With content. Having food and raiment. Having food and raiment, I'll be getting to this later on. Having food and raiment, let us therefore be what? Content. That's why I keep asking you, what is the most important thing in life? There was a man, he was a king, great king, had everything. One day the Lord said to him, to a prophet, that he should put his house in order. His time was up to die. Hear what the king said, Isaiah chapter 38, verse 18 and 19. We are still looking for what is the most important thing in life. Quickly. Isaiah chapter 38, verse 18 and 19. Verse 18 and 19. Mm -hmm. For the grave cannot praise thee. He says, For the grave. 
It cannot praise thee. Death cannot celebrate thee. Death cannot celebrate you, God. They that go down into the pit. They that go down into the pit. Cannot hope for thy truth. They cannot hope for thy truth. 19. The living. The living. The living. The living. He shall praise thee. We shall praise thee. As I do this day. As I do this day. The father to the children shall make known thy truth. Mm. Hallelujah. He says the living is the only person who can praise God. The living. It doesn't matter how much you have. If you die, what you have has no value. So the most important thing in life is life. The most important thing is life. You can squeeze yourself face and say, I'm having a bad day. You can have a bad day, but what if you don't have a day? You, you have a day and it is bad. You can have no day. What if you have no day? So what is worse, a bad day or no day? Because somebody's day ended today. Somebody's day. It ended today. So the most important thing in life is life itself. If there's no life, there's no life. And God is the giver of life. He doesn't take life. He gives life. So we thank him for life. God is not a taker. He is a giver. You can allow the issues of life to get into you. Sometimes we even bring it to church. They come to church. Nobody pushed them. They came themselves. You make mistake, you usher them and say, sister, sit down. The way they look at you up and down to size you. And they will tell you it's because they are having a bad day. At least you are blessed you have a day to have a bad one. But if you didn't have it at all, and they are sitting in church, shall we rise up and thank God? You will sit down. When they see you are even looking at their angle, they will squeeze their face for you to know they have heard you, but they won't take what you are saying. You are blessed to come here as you are entering. Somebody is opening the door for you. Somebody is smiling at you, and you are not appreciating it. They are not appreciating it, my sister. I carried a former deputy of Bank of Ghana to the hospital. He died on the way. Upon all the dress he was wearing, when we got to 37, they stripped him naked on the floor. They didn't want to know who he is. I thought his position and title, his wealth, would still give him a demarcation in the place of the dead. Brethren in Christ, I was there when they were butchering him like goat. I will never forget. They put a knife through his throat. Pull it. Pull. 
all his intestines out of him, cut him into two, use water hose on the floor. On the floor, washing him. Like how they, if you have gone to where they, they sell meat, slaughterhouse, it's exactly how they do to human beings when they die. I was shocked. Let me surprise you. Men and women, naked, on the floor. Market woman, CEO, businessman, same floor. Somebody says I should add pastor. Pastor. <laughs> now you be pastor, bishop. With all your bishop, no, your protocol are not there. You are there alone, no protocol. Please, let me paint it real. Forgive me, it's church. No panty. Forget that one. I said, oh, can we cover? You say, cover what? I beg. I was shocked. You see, I was shocked at how they cut human beings. And I knew, and I said that human beings, we are nothing. And what we should be valued, that life, when it leaves your body, you can be the president of Ghana. When that life leaves, evaporates from your body, you become an ordinary thing. They don't even call you by a name. The thing is smelling. Unbelievable. Then they put number on you. On your leg. They call you by number. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Talk to me. Therefore I say unto you. He says, therefore I say unto you. Take no thought take of Take no life, thought of what you eat. What ye shall eat. Mm -hmm. Or what ye shall drink. Or what ye shall drink. Nor yet for your body. Or yet for your body. What ye shall put on. Or what you shall put on. Do you, pause, pause. Do you know what he's saying? He says you worry yourself too much. And the type of cream I wanted to use for my skin. Eh? The type of food. Today I really wanted to eat seafood. Why are you going to bring me this? Is this Some people complain about petty unnecessary things. And they can be so offended. Because I told you I want a specific restaurant's jollof. This is where I buy my jollof. I told you. And because that specific restaurant, they didn't get his or her jollof. Her whole day, the whole world must come to an end. It's not your fault. You have a mouth. He says, take no thought. Come. Take no thought for your life. What ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, mm. nor yet for your body, mm -hmm. what ye shall put on. Mm -hmm. It's not the life more than He meat. says it's not the life. What? More than meat. More important than the food you are putting in the life. And the body than raiment. Do you understand what the question is actually? He says, is life not the reason why you can eat? No, no, no. Do you get what I just said? I'm saying that we behave as if 
The things of life are more important than life itself. But you forget that your body can't have clothes if you are dead. That even food will be of no relevance if you are not alive. So the reason why there is clothes to wear, the reason why there is food to eat, the reason why there is a dream to achieve is because you have life. So till we stop valuing life, instead of the things that we put on life, we will be ungrateful forever. You are worried about things. The things you don't have. Instead of celebrating the most important thing you have, which is life. You know the amazing thing? That this life is not by your prayer point. You can't tell me you are alive because you prayed. So food is relevant because there's life. So is clothes. Or anything we wear on our body. Its relevance is the fact that there is a life to wear it. Sometimes you don't even need to die. You can be sick in bed and it doesn't matter who sold the dress. It doesn't matter the designer. Because you're on a sick bed, how much you bought the dress, it's not important. So when we place value on things we don't have, what I wish to have, and then sadly, we don't value and be grateful for the fact that we have a life. Because to be alive means there is hope. You may not be there, but as long as you are alive, it means that you can dream again. As long as you are alive. It may not have happened in 2019. It could happen in 2020. But if you die today, it is finished. Another important thing we should do and note it. Please write it in capital. I should learn to appreciate people whilst they are alive. I should learn to appreciate everybody in my life. Learn to say thank you. It's sad that in Africa we treasure the dead. When you are sick, nobody will come and help you. When you die, when they choose the cross, please tell me. I can't miss this funeral. It doesn't matter how busy I am. Somebody says something is true. You see more people at funerals than at birthdays. More people. Sometimes on your birthday, how many people even wish you? When you die, they will travel to come. So we must learn to appreciate people. If you are not grateful for life, but grateful for things, then you have got your priorities wrong. 
if you are not grateful for life, but grateful for things, I want to thank God that I bought a new car. I thank God so much that I just got a new job. Then you have got your priorities wrong. The most important thing in life is life itself. Not food or clothes. Luke chapter 12, verse 16 to 21. Luke chapter 12, verse 16 to 21. Mm -hmm. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful. Mm -hmm. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. Mm -hmm. And he said, mm -hmm. This will I do. This will I do. I will pull down my bands uh -huh. and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. Mm. And I will say to my soul, So, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, But God said unto him, O oh, fool! Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be. God. This night... This thy night, thy soul shall be required of thee. Thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be? Then who shall those things be? I hear Which, a man in Nigeria said, when he dies, they should bury him and all his money. So they did as he requested. They buried him with all his money. The next day, they're going to remove the money. He said, he said they should bury So they did it the first day. You didn't say what they should do next. <laughs> come, come out and take that money. Continue reading, my dear. Which thou hast provided. Mm -hmm. Verse 21. So is he that layeth up treasures. So for is he that layeth treasures. For himself. For himself. And is not rich toward God. And he is not rich towards God. Mm. Say, I'm grateful for life. I can't hear you say, I am grateful for life. My dear, somebody can drive your car, but no man can have your life. So if there is anything we should value, we value life. We value life. So when preachers go like a life without finances is a nuisance, what about finances without life? You know? I said life means opportunity. Life means opportunity. Life means something can happen. Life means there is hope. Life even means there's hope for salvation. So somebody who is not saved today can be saved tomorrow. But anybody who died in their sin is finished. It's finished. You can't be saved if you are not alive. You 
can't minister if you are not alive. And it's only a thankful heart that will understand what I'm saying. You must be thankful for the little things. Another strong point, write it in capital. Never measure kindness. Never measure kindness. How much did you give me that you are making noise? How much did you spend? Tell me, I'll pay for it. You know, people, when they are angry, they say a lot of stupid things like that. But you know what? In your time of need, that value is not the same as when you have it. So one Ghana CD in your need may be a million dollars. So learn to say thank you to people in your life. I say thank you to my son when he does things for me. A lot of people think it's their obligation. It's my husband's obligation to take care of me. You know what some men are doing for their wives? It's not your fault. You have a husband. You must learn to be grateful. You must learn to say thank you. Thank you for that person that opened that door when you were coming to church. Thank you for that usher that smiled and gave you a place to sit. When you are driving with men in particular, when somebody gives you, come, say thank you. Sometimes I'm driving, I'm giving the person space to come. They will still squeeze their face and look straight. Say, hey, do I gave you space in the traffic. They can't even say thank you. Learn to be nice. Learn to say thank you. Learn to appreciate people for the little things they do. Don't only thank people for big things. Sometimes even thank people for calling you. We are talking down and they go off. And I'm going to say, what I say, we are And sometimes you call them. They didn't call you. And they still cut. They go off because they are finished saying what they want to say. <laughs> I'm sure somebody identifies what I'm saying. It says, never measure kindness. Next thing, no matter how people mess up, because whether you like it or not, we may mess up. Anybody can mess up. Still remember their kindness. I'll say it again. No matter how people mess up, always remember their kindness. Don't dwell on their error and trumpet it as if all through your life, ever since you saw them, they never did one good. Never. It is true you are not happy with what they did, but don't allow your anger to underplay their kindness. Because some people have stood with us some people were with us. Some people 
paid for something some time ago. Today I got a very stupid message. Is it today? No, it's today. Very stupid message. It's anointedly stupid. <laughs> some years ago, a young man walked to me and said, when he went to school in tech, your first year, the top of the class, science class, a young lady, after the first semester, she's not coming again because she has no money. So can I take care of her? I said, sure. If she's good, she came to show me her results. I don't know her from Adam. The girl's results were like a spirit's result. <laughs> she was so good, so I decided to pay her school fees. I paid her school fees throughout. I never heard from her. I just sent the money into her account. Thank you never came. That was not the problem. She graduated. She came to tell me she was graduating. She needed money for graduation. She needed a new dress. She needs to do her hair. She needs to rent a place for the people that are coming. The one I only refused was that she needed a new dress for their mother to come for the graduation. I said, I can do anything for you, but not your mom. Since she left my office, I never saw her again. It's been like four years. So she never told me, thank you, stupid man. This is <laughs> nothing. Today, I just got a message. I'm getting married this Saturday. I hope you will come. Daddy, try and come. Wow. You will make me happy. I just smile. And I say, oh, foolish Galatians. <laughs> Who have built you? You see why I say it's a very stupid message? So since the day she came, I said I can't buy a new dress for her mom. I never saw her again. Not a message. Not a test. Not a call. No Christmas. No Easter. Nothing. The next time I'm hearing from her, she's getting married. And it's this Saturday. And I should please come. It's not even a call. It's not even an invitation card to my office. A test message. Wow. Eh, stop that. <laughs> Next point. Kindness can never be valued. Kindness can never be valued. Never value kindness. It doesn't matter how small it is. Value it. Don't put a price tag on. It can't be small because it helped you. So don't put a value on it. Next point. Any deed that is a kind deed is enough to be appreciated. Any deed that is a kind deed is enough to be appreciated. Appreciate your parents, your kids, your husband, your wife. Don't say it is their responsibility. 
Somebody will complain, can you imagine my father couldn't give me his car just to go on my day? Sister, you have a father who has a car. There's somebody's fourth generation, nobody has a car. Learn to be grateful. I'm telling you, in this same Ghana, there are some families, there is no uncle that has a car, no auntie that owns a car, no brother, no sister, nobody has a car. As a Christian told a story, his father said that uh, a guy in their school those days, from the first year to the seventh year, for the first time his father brought him to school, his father was not able to come, he was not able to go back, because his father didn't have money to come back to see his son. His son also didn't have money to go back home. So he stayed on campus and served the headmaster, house masters, so that he would take care of himself and pay his school fees till he finished. So what is luxury to you is somebody's testimony. What you may not value, sorry, what you may not value is somebody's breakthrough. Another important fact, you can't have everything. Don't deceive yourself. You can't have everything in this life. You can't have everything. Somebody is praying for a husband. Another is praying about a husband. You got me. <laughs> Somebody is praying for a child. Another is praying about their child. Somebody is praying for a job. Somebody is praying about their job. Oh God, this job. That praying that God should give you a husband. Somebody has one. And praying, God, when will you kill him? <laughs> That's the complexities of life. What you are praying for, somebody has, and they are praying about. I know if I marry, I know everything will be settled. Somebody too is married and says, God, how I wish I knew how to pray before I married this guy. You just have to be grateful. You just have to be grateful. Another important point. When you are not thankful, you are murmuring. When you are not thankful... You are a mama. What it simply means, somebody who complains. Somebody who complains. 
When you can't pause to thank God, you are somebody who is always complaining. An unthankful person is a murmuring person. <laughs> Let me teach you something I'll try and run up. How to be a mama. <laughs> Write it. How I can be a mama. <laughs> Number one. Murmuring is a choice. It's not an evil spirit. It is something we choose to do. Murmuring is a choice. It's not an evil spirit. It's not, I don't know why I keep complaining. No. You can choose to complain. And you can choose to be grateful. You can choose to be thankful. It's a choice. So instead of complaining, you pick the positive things of life. When you focus on the positive, you will not be a mama. You know the funny thing? Somebody is living in Ghana and they wish they live in America. If they start telling you their problem, different storms, windstorm, snowstorm, rainstorm, all manner of storms. You every day is summer. <laughs> every day. You even complain about the sun. They get small heat. They are dying. They can't breathe. We live in the heat. And still produce children in the heat. Masa. Sometimes the life you don't have, you, you wish you have it. I'm telling you, most of us can never survive abroad. The same way they can't survive here. Sometimes because of snow, they are not able to go out for eight days. You, can you live three hours without moving out of your house? <laughs> eight days. They have announced that nobody should come out. This Christmas we have been enjoying. Go and see how some will spend Christmas. We have more than we enough, yet we don't appreciate it. Next point, how to be a mama. You become a mama when you refuse to count Little blessings in your life. So by the time I finish the points, you will know whether you are or you are not. Simply, it simply means somebody who mummers is somebody who refuses to count little things in their life. Matthew chapter 5, verse 45. Matthew chapter 5, verse 45. That, the, that he may be children of your father. He says that he may heaven. be the children of your father who is in heaven. 
For he maketh the sun to rise. For he maketh the sun to rise. On the evil and on the good. On the evil and the good. And sendeth rain on he the just. He sendeth rain. On the just. And the unjust. And the unjust. Meaning that even the sun is a blessing. The sun. Little things in our life. That if for 360 days, if there is no sun, do you think we can survive? So the sun comes too much and we are complaining. That somebody can complain, ah, ah, this day of late, the sun is too hot. I could everything is hot. <laughs> As if he's regulating even the sun. <laughs> Live 365 days without the sun, and you will know it is a blessing. The rain is a blessing. Live 365 days in Ghana. No rain. What are we going to eat? So we should learn to be grateful for little things. So when I refuse to give thanks for little things, I am a mama. Next point. You meditate on your problems. A mama is somebody who meditates on their problems. All they are talking about. Any minute. Every second. When you call them, you tell them good news. First you tell, oh, I've sent Ajua to bring you 500 Ghana. Eh, okay. But you know, I've been looking for 2,000. Oh, they can't even pause a minute. To thank you for even the effort. You want to see somebody who is a mama? It's somebody who is always meditating on their problems. Some even graduate from just meditating. They become evangelists of their problem. <laughs> they are broadcasting their problem to everybody. Everybody knows what is happening in their life. Everybody knows... They worked with a man and the man didn't help them. Everybody. If you live your life always dwelling on negative things, you will never be thankful. If all you talk about is the bad experiences you have been through in life, if every conversation is about how people have treated you badly, you will never see good people in your life. People don't know that you need the same energy and force to meditate on the word of God as you need to meditate on your problems. The same energy you use to complain and meditate on your problems is the same energy you need to meditate on the word of God and be what God says you are. It's a funny, interesting statement. Somebody says, I can't sleep. You ask why. He says, because of problems. So because of problems, you are not sleeping. So when you didn't sleep, did the problems go? They say no. So then why were you awake? 
You say because of the problem. Yet, you said you didn't sleep because of the problem. And even though you didn't sleep because of the problem, the problem didn't go away. And yet you didn't sleep. So why didn't you sleep? You say because of the problem. Meditating on problem doesn't solve problem. Worrying about problems don't solve problems. They don't. The next point. If you want to know you're a mama, a mama is somebody who curses life. They curse life. I curse the day I was born. Like Job's wife, curse God and die. He didn't say, curse God and I will die. <laughs> Question is, have you ever asked where some of your friends are? And you think life is bad. I, I, I went to our school reunion sometime. I was happy and sad. Some of my mates look very old, like old men. I couldn't even recognize some of them. What life has done to them. Eh? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Some of them have taken to alcoholism, drugs. Some people were so nice in school, they have just become old, and you can't even explain what happened to them. But some life happened to them. So before you curse life, you sit back and make an assessment. Has God not been good? A lot of my friends have died. A lot. A lot of them. So people of your age, those days old people will die. Now, the way young people are dying, people younger than us are dying. People in their 30s. And I'm like, what? 20s. I have, this year alone, I have Three friends who lost their wife. And they are all younger than me. Way younger than me. Three friend pastors. Young people. Their wives are in their 20s. Some of you women, you have gone to the theater three times. You are still here. Somebody only went once. They didn't come back home. They didn't do that's what I'm saying. There are so many things in our life we don't value. We don't even see it as anything. Because some of you, as if you were born to born. <laughs> you just give them. <laughs> 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 so, so, you don't value the fact that sometimes childbirth becomes life and death. I have friends who lost their mother because they were pushing them out. People die and leave their child. A lot of young men have become widowers. 
You are here. You are complaining about your wife. Father, you are taking care of the children. That doesn't mean you shouldn't take care of yourself. You have mouth to talk. Some die and leave the three children on you, the man. Can you handle it? Which woman is going to take care of those children? How is she going to treat them? You don't even know. Some two have found good women who are taking care of the child they didn't give birth to. And you are not even appreciating them. When they correct your child, you are angry. Some people can be so insensitive, eh? Some of the things they can say to you. Some of our people who have stood with us through thick and thin. Instead of being grateful. Some believe in fairy tales. The young man say, I will do anything for you. <laughs> you are happy. That depending on a song he heard on radio. Ask him for iPhone 12 and see if he will do anything for you. He will start giving you categories of the anything he was talking about. So we should learn to appreciate each other. Learn it. A child of God should be a grateful and a thankful person. Last point. Those who mama can never praise God from their heart. Those who mama, they can never praise God from their heart. You can say things from your mouth, but not from your heart. So you say, I will do anything for you, but you start making demands and they are giving you excuses. Because it was a song they were singing. It was a song they were singing. Colossians chapter, let's take some scriptures. Colossians chapter 3, verse 6b, the B part. Colossians chapter 3, verse 6b. Mm -hmm. I'll do a lot of scriptures for five minutes and then we are done. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. 16b, sorry, 16b. 16b. Mm -hmm. Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns mm -hmm. and spiritual songs, mm -hmm. singing with grace in your hearts to singing the Lord. Singing with what? Grace in your heart to what? To the Lord. That if you mama, you can't be thankful from your heart. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 19. Matthew 15 verse 8. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19. Mm -hmm. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, luxuriousness. Is it 19 already? Yes, sir. Okay, do Matthew 15, 8. Matthew 15, verse 8. Matthew chapter 15, verse 8. Eight. Verse 8. 
This people draweth now unto me with but their, their mouths mm -hmm. and honoreth me with their, their lips, but, but their, their heart, heart is far, are from, far me. away from me. There are people who mama they can't praise God from the heart. There's something dangerous murmuring does. First Corinthians ten ten. First Corinthians chapter ten verse ten. Neither murmur ye, neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured, and were destroyed of the destroyer. And they were what? Destroyed of the, so murmuring opened doors for the devil to destroy you. Murmuring, it opens door for the devil. Murmuring is a sign of unbelief and fear. Murmuring is a sign of unbelief and fear. You cannot be in faith and complain. You cannot be in faith and complain. So when somebody is complaining, it means they don't have faith. They don't believe something good will happen. Anytime you see complain, you see fear, it means it's the absence of faith. When you are not in faith, you complain. Philippians chapter 2, verse 14. Philippians chapter 2, verse 14. Murmuring is a bad example for a Christian. Do all things without murmuring he and disputing. He says, do all things without what? Murmuring and disputing. And disputing. What does 15 say? Verse 15. That ye may be blameless and harmless. That ye may be blameless and harmless. The sons of God without rebuke. The sons rebuke. of God without rebuke. In the midst of a crooked. Do anything without murmuring. Anything. When you are serving God, you do it without murmuring. When anything you do, when you are giving, don't give and go and sit in your house and complain. Whatever you do, you do without what? Murmuring. Let's look at some scriptures in Philippians. Very, very quick. Philippians chapter 2, verse 2. Philippians 2, 18. Philippians 2, 28 and 29. Philippians chapter 2, verse 2. Mm -hmm. Fulfill ye my joy, that Fulfill ye may be... Fulfill ye my joy. That ye may be like-minded. That ye may be like-minded. Having the same love. Having the same love. Being of one accord and of one mind. Being of one accord and one mind. Verse Fulfill ye my joy. Joy. Is key, verse 18, verse, verse 28 18. and 29. For the same cause also do ye joy. For the same cause also do ye what? Joy. joy. A and believer must always me. be in joy and rejoice. Verse 28. 28 and I 29. I sent him therefore the more careful, the mm -hmm. more carefully, that when ye see him again, ye, ye may, may rejoice, rejoice that I may be the less sorrowful. Hallelujah. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness. With all gladness. And hold such in re reputation. Mm -hmm. Verse 30. No. Philippians 3 3. Philippians chapter 3, verse 3. Mm. For we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit. We are the circumcision that worship God where? In the, in the spirit, spirit. And rejoice in Christ and Jesus. And rejoice in Christ Jesus. And have no confidence And we in have the no flesh. confidence in the flesh. We, children of God, we rejoice in our faith. You must be joyous. You must be excited. It's not about happiness around you. 
Acts chapter 16, verse 25. Paul was in prison and he was not sad. He was not murmuring. He was not complaining. What did he do? Acts chapter 16, verse 25. Acts chapter 16, verse 25. Talk to me. And at midnight, Paul and Silas And prayed. at midnight, at midnight is when things are not working. At midnight, when that job you so counted on, they said they are sorry. They will call you another time. At midnight, Paul and Silas did what? Prayed and sang they praises. They prayed and sang what? Praises, praises unto, God. unto God. And the prisoners and heard them. And even the prisoners heard them. As a believer, no situation changes your praise. Circumstances don't define your praise. We thank God at all times. It's important that as a believer, you note that. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. Talk to me. In everything, give thanks. In everything... Give thanks. In everything. Give thanks. He didn't say for everything. Don't confuse it. So I don't thank God that I'm sick. He didn't say in everything. Give thanks for your sickness. Give thanks that you are broke. No. He says in everything you do what? You give thanks. So no matter what, my thanksgiving is not dependent on what I'm going through. So I, I don't thank God for sickness, but I thank him that I'm alive. That nothing steals my thanksgiving. Nothing steals my praise. My praise is not dependent on happenings. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm excited. You write these things. I, I, I've run out of time. You see, some of the things I thank God for are one. I thank God for salvation. I thank God for salvation. I thank God for the gift of righteousness. Luke chapter 10 verse 19. Luke 24, 52. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 8. 2 Corinthians 2, 14. Colossians 1, 12 to 14. Do Luke 10, 19. Then you do First Peter 1 8, then we close with Luke chapter 10, verse 2 Timothy, 2 Corinthians 4 14. Luke ah. chapter 10, verse 19. He said, The Bible says the seventh day returned, and they said to Jesus, Demons, whatever, whatever. And then Jesus said, What? Behold, mm -hmm. I give unto you power mm -hmm. to tread on serpents and scorpions, mm -hmm. and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall, shall by any means hurt you. Why did he say the seventh returned? Is this the 18 or the 17? Somewhere there. He says, don't, 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 don't rejoice that demons are subject to you, but be happy that your name is written in the book of life. He says, be happy that your name is written in the book of life. So you must be happy that you have salvation. If you had died some years ago, you have died as a sinner, and you have eternal destruction. But thank God, thank God, I may not have a million dollars in my account, but I have eternal salvation. Thank God, I may not have all my dreams fulfilled, but I have the righteousness of God. I live in liberty. Some are having money, security. They can't sleep at night. I have no security, no, not even a camera in my house, yet I sleep because the joy of the Lord is my strength. 
First Peter chapter one verse eight. First Peter chapter one verse eight. Mm -hmm. Whom having not seen, mm -hmm. ye loved in whom, though now ye see him not, yet ye rejoice. Mm -hmm. Ye rejoice with joy unspeakable. We and rejoice full of with joy unspeakable and full, and full, of, full glory. of glory. Colossians one twelve to fourteen. I end on that. But you can write First Timothy one twelve. It's a good scripture. Matthew 6, 27 and 34. Matthew 6, 27 and 34. We'll do Colossians 1, 12 to 14 and I close. Colossians chapter 1, verse 12 to 14. Mm. Giving thanks unto he the says, Father. He says, giving thanks unto the Father. Which had made us meet. Which has made us meet. To be partakers of the to inheritance. To be partakers of the inheritance of, of the, the saints, saints in light. light. So if you have any, you don't have anything to thank God, thank God that he has made you a partaker of the inheritance in the saints. Continue. Who had delivered, Who had us, delivered us from the, power from the powers of darkness and has translated us, us into the kingdom, into of, the his kingdom of his dear son. In Child of God. Hey, you may not have anything. You may not have American visa, American citizenship, but you have the citizenship of heaven. In whom we have he says, in whom we have redemption. Through his blood. Through his blood. Even, even the forgiveness, the forgiveness of, sin. of sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank God that I have eternal forgiveness. Forgiveness is not by my crying. Forgiveness is not a prayer point. I have been forgiven because I'm in him. So, if there's anything I thank God for, I thank him for the little things. And then I thank him for eternal life. I thank him that I'm alive in him. Hey, what if I didn't know this truth? How long and how many years were we living in bondage? Trying to meet a mark we never met. Trying very hard. Trying to buy God's favor. We use prayer, you know the work. Fasting, you know they work. Seed, you know they work. Always meeting demands. Yes, the demands never ended. But thank God for knowledge. Rise up on your feet. Thank God for knowledge. Thank God for Jesus Christ. If there's nothing to thank God for tonight, I want you to pray and thank God that you are saved. This was a message from the General Overseer of Yakal House, Reverend Gilbert Osei.